Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Hi everyone, I'm Auntie Rosemary and I'm glad you've joined us today as we sing Bible songs. As always, with me to help us with the music is Uncle Finney, Hannah, Pastor James, Auntie Diane and Max. We're happy to help you learn the scripture songs. Many times when we are sad and lonely or not feeling well or afraid, remembering a happy scripture song can help us remember that God loves us, is always with us, and is our helper. So learn these songs with us so we can sing them whenever you are unhappy or are frightened. When I was young, I was afraid of the dark. Do you get scared sometimes? Then learn this Bible song and sing it whenever you get worried or afraid. It will remind you that God is always ready to help you. Just ask Him. Let's sing Isaiah 41, Verse 10, fear thou not. from Ephesians 4.13, which tells us that God wants His children to be united in believing what God teaches us in the Bible. Sing it with us now.
That was a good song. But let's now sing Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. This verse is a wonderful promise from God. Let's sing it through once. Would you like to tell us about one of your favourite Bible songs? It's one of my favourites. It is, O oh Lord. It reminds me of that God is always taking care of me. He knows all about me. It's from Psalms 139. Sing it with us. O oh Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. O oh Lord, thou knowest my down Standest my thoughts are far off, O oh Lord. O oh Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. O oh Lord, thou hast passed my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. verse 9 and Psalm 62 verse 5 have been put together in our next song. It's a happy one and tells us to keep doing kind things for others even if they are not kind to us. It's called And Let Us Not Be Weary. So let's sing it now. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for 
God wants us to be wise like Him, and our next song tells us how God, who is all wise, treats others. He wants us to do the same. Let's sing the words from James chapter 3, verse 17. First John, we're told that God is love. He loves us so much that Jesus came from heaven to die for us so we could be forgiven of our sins and spend eternity with God in paradise. Nothing can separate us from God's incredible love. For I am persuaded tells us about it. Sing Romans 8, 38 and 39 with us. for singing with us. After this short break, you can join the A Day with the King Bible study. Meanwhile, see you next time as we sing more of the Bible together. Bye. Hi, everyone. Come and join our Bible study. Hi, children. Welcome back to our A Day with the King Bible study. I'm Uncle Daniel. We have learned about Jesus's life as a baby and as a child growing up in Nazareth. Today, we fast forward to when Jesus began his public ministry. Jesus is now about 30 years old, and we will learn when and how Jesus was anointed for his work on earth. Nadava, would you please open our study with prayer today? Dear God, thank you for Jesus. Please help us understand how this lesson applies to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Nadava. You will remember that four weeks ago, we learned about a prophet called John. John was the one who would be more than a prophet because his mission was to announce the arrival of the Messiah. While he was growing up, John had been living in the desert. He wore simple clothes and ate healthy food. As John studied the prophecies and watched what was happening in the land of Israel, the Holy Spirit helped him see that it was time for the Messiah to begin his work. We can read that in Luke 3, verse 3. Elkin, could you please read that for us? 
And he went into all the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. John began to preach the baptism of repentance. Baptism means to immerse or submerge something in liquid so it is completely wet. It is the only baptism taught in the Bible. What is repentance? Well, it is confessing our sins, turning away from them and giving our lives to God. And what is remission of sins? Remission means forgiveness. Oyun, could you please read 1 John 1 verse 9 for us? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What a wonderful, wonderful thing. An important part of repentance is being sorry for our sins and choosing to obey God instead. When we repent of our sins and ask God to forgive and cleanse us of them, he has promised to do it. Isn't that good news? Many people came to hear John speak about repentance at the Jordan River because they longed to have a good relationship with God. In fact, the Bible says multitudes came. What did many of them do? Esther, could you please read Luke 7 verse 29? And when all the people heard him, even the tax collectors justify God, having been baptized with the baptism of John. The tax collectors were considered very evil by the Jews. They were Jews who worked for the Romans and often stole from their own people. But when the tax collectors heard John preach, they realized they were sinners and they were baptized with everyone else and they praised God for his forgiveness. As the religious leaders, the priests, scribes and Pharisees heard John's preaching, they went forward for baptism too. But what did John say to them? Well, in Matthew 3, 7 and 8, we can find this out. Leon and Tamir, would you please read that for us? But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Brood and of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. John knew that many of these leaders did not love God. They lived for themselves and wanted power and praise from men. But John said that the sincerity of their repentance would be measured by certain fruit being showed in their lives. What were the fruits worthy of repentance? We can find some of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. They include love, kindness, goodness, meekness, patience, and self-control. These fruit reveal God's character and are in perfect harmony with his law of love. Every true Christian will show these fruit in their words, habits, and actions because they are ruled by God's love. For them, obeying his law will become as natural as breathing. Now, what has John told the multitudes about the coming Messiah? Nadava, could you please read Matthew 3 verse 11? I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. <laughs> 
John admitted that he was not the Messiah. He knew he would not be worthy to undo or even carry the Messiah's sandals, which was the task of a slave. God revealed to John that the Messiah would baptize his followers with the Holy Spirit and God's character and purity would be seen in him. John was waiting to see this man appear in the crowd. Who else came to the Jordan River to be baptized? Elkin, could you please read Matthew 3 verse 13 for us? Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. News about John's preaching had spread to Jesus' home in Nazareth. Jesus knew that this was the time for him to begin his public ministry. So he went with many people to the Jordan River. What did John say to when he saw Jesus? Oyun, would you please read Matthew 3 verse 14? And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me. By the time that Jesus came forward for baptism, John had preached to many people. He had looked into the eyes of hardened Roman soldiers, guilty tax collectors, Pharisees, and other sinners. But John could tell just by looking at Jesus that he was the pure and holy promised Messiah. There was an amazing peace, dignity, and humility about him, which was so different to anyone else. In comparison, John felt himself to be very sinful. How could he baptize Jesus? But at Jesus' insistence, John agreed to baptize him. What do Matthew 3, 16 and 17 tell us? Esther and Leon, would you please read those for us? When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Matthew 3:16 and Mark 1, verse 10, both say that Jesus came up out of the water, showing that he was completely immersed under it, not just sprinkled. Directly after his baptism, Luke records that Jesus bowed in prayer on the banks of the Jordan. Then the Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove, and his father spoke words of encouragement and love from heaven. Tamiya, would you please read the first part of Acts 10 verse 38? It tells us what happened at that moment. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. As the Holy Spirit rested on Jesus, he was anointed. Anointing is a special ceremony of dedication. When an Old Testament king or prophet began his work, he was always anointed. One of Jesus' titles, Messiah, means the anointed one. The prophecy of Daniel 9:25 of the 483 years to Messiah the Prince was fulfilled in AD 27, right on time. That's the year Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit descended on him, anointing him as the Messiah. 
that is one reason Jesus was baptized, so he could start work as God's chosen saviour of the world. Today's memory verse in 1 Peter 2.21 gives us another reason. Let's say it together. For this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Everything Jesus did as a human was to show us what God is like and to be an example to us of how we should treat other people. That's what it means to follow in his steps. And Jesus was baptized as our example. Our torchlight in the Desire of Ages, page 111, expands on that. Nadava, could you please read that for us today? Jesus did not receive baptism as a confession of guilt on his own account. He identified himself with sinners, taking the steps that we are to take and doing the work that we must do. Jesus was our example in everything. His perfect life stands for ours and shows us how we are to live. Jesus was baptized to show that each person who wants to follow him should also be baptized when they have made the decision to commit their lives to him. Remember that baptism is the public witness that we have accepted Jesus as our Savior and have chosen to live for him. This may be the first time that you have ever heard about baptism. You may not know much about it or feel ready to be baptized, but If you would like to learn more about it, go to adventist.org forward slash baptism. That is adventist.org forward slash baptism. Or contact your nearest Seventh-day Adventist church. Elkin, will you please pray for all those considering the important decision of baptism? Dear Father in heaven, thank you for the example of Jesus. Please be close to those who are thinking about being baptized. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope that this episode has helped you to understand more about Jesus and the Bible teaching of baptism. Remember, you can learn more about baptism by downloading the daily Bible study guide from our website. Go to www.baptism.com adaywiththeking.com and make sure you join us for our next episode as Jesus wins a fierce battle in the wilderness. Until then, goodbye and God bless. Bye! Listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you, kids, and remember to join us next week. Compiled by Remnant Publications, the book Get Ready for a Miracle recounts true stories that prove that when we step out in faith, God displays his power in undeniable ways. Here is our reader, Sandra Ashton. 
This story is entitled, In a Solitary Tuft of Grass. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 to 15 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. God cares about the big things, and He cares about the little things too. How do I know? I have experienced firsthand God's care for small things in my own life. It was hot and dusty in Chad, Africa, three days before Christmas. I had been invited to ride along in a pickup truck to Mundu, about a three-hour drive from my more remote village. I gladly went along to stock up on some supplies. Because there was not room in the cab of the truck, some of us rode in the back on top of the boxes and bags and sacks. Even though it felt a little like a hairdryer, the hot wind rushing by our faces made the hot day a little more enjoyable. We all were enjoying the ride and the scenery as we travelled back home. Then, as I looked back to see something, a strong gust of wind caught my glasses and flung them from my head. What was I to do now? They were probably already crushed or at least badly scratched from falling onto the gravelly pavement. Moreover, to order another pair from America would take at least a month and probably more. I signalled the driver to stop. We said a quick prayer to our caring Father in Heaven and asked him to show us where my glasses were. Within only a couple of minutes or less, one of the people spotted them. Light brown frames glinted a little in the sunlight as they hung from a tuft of light brown grass surrounded by light brown sand by the edge of the road. As I picked them up, I realised that they were not bent and were not even scratched by the gravel. God has caused them to land in a protective tuft of soft grass. A reflection associated with this story comes from Steps to Christ, page 86. From the stars that in their trackless courses through space follow from age to age their appointed path, down to the minutest atom, the things of nature obey the Creator's will. And God cares for everything and sustains everything that He has created. He who upholds the unnumbered worlds throughout immensity at the same time cares for the wants of the little brown sparrow that sings its humble song without fear. In a Solitary Tuft of Grass was written by Jonathan Dietrich, Director of Desert Tree Ministry in Chad, Africa. You can visit deserttreeministry.org for more information.